0: us right now, it's Damian Filiatro. Damien, you are the founder and CEO of Scalable Path, and you're found on the web at scalablepath.com. Damien, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. And Scalable Path has been around for getting on 13 years. Congratulations on your
1: longevity. What does Scalable Path do? Well, we provide businesses with uh, pre-vetted software developers and designers. Um, we the the ideal client for us is is somebody who sees the value in having someone who's already been tested and they know they have the the software development skills they need so they can just focus on building their business and plug in developers are going to hit the ground running
0: when we think of, you know, earlier stage and certainly growth stage startups that uh, they need to acquire talent, uh, that can be a real challenge. Can you talk about, because I'm sure you have some experience with this, what is life normally like, uh, you know, for a, you know, maybe someone, you know, they're in their seed round right now and they need to bring the right team in. What does that, what can that look like commonly and And why is it a potentially a big problem uh, when we think about you know attracting, retaining the right tech team?
1: Yeah. I think there can there's a lot of different scenarios, obviously. but one common scenario I see is where you have a non-technical founder and they need to build something involving software. and they're trying to attract someone to join their team early on, maybe a technical co-founder or a CTO. And it can be really hard up front convincing people that they should stop what they're doing and and join you, especially so so just just trying to get people's interest in your company um, is one challenge. I mean, another challenge is even if you Um, are finding that you're getting some applicants. How do you really know as a non-technical person if they really know what they're doing? You know, some people could be just charismatic and, you know, sell themselves, but you don't really know uh, if the person that you're going to spend the next months or even years with is a really solid developer. So those are some of the challenges that that I see pretty commonly. Is that kind of what you were getting at?
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think the normal way that we're like, okay, I need a developer. So then what do we do? We search the internet. Maybe we ask around on social, we check our local market and sometimes it turns out okay. Oftentimes I don't know, might not be the best person. Um, Just I know having hired developers, you know, for the past 20 plus years, um, you know, it is so, so frustrating when you find that you've not made the best choice. It can be very expensive. It can be, I mean, business
1: wise, I mean, you can, oh boy, there are a lot of consequences to not getting that right. That's true. And of course, you know, no process is perfect. There's always going to be whatever role you're hiring for some people are just not going to work out and i think you know when you use a company like ours you can just bank on that rate of success being way higher right Uh, but regardless of that success rate um, there are some things you can do to find out sooner whether you've got a success or not that's a really key thing and and you know, one thing you're going to want to do as a founder is just get something tangible that you can review in your hands ASAP. The, the real costly mistakes I see is somebody hires a team or a person, maybe they're in another country and they say, yeah, yeah, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. You know, oh yeah, it'll be done soon. But you're not, you don't have a process in place with them where they're delivering a real tangible working piece of software early that you can get your hands on and test and see the progress and see whether they're capable and delivering at a, at a rate that's satisfactory too. And so I, I, we can dive more into detail on that point if you want, but that's a crucial point. You can't just get strung out and because time is your most valuable asset Time and money, but time is a real important one too. And if you don't spend a lot of money, you could get strung out for months and months and months and not make any progress, which has a lot of cost as well.
0: Yeah. And and go ahead and explain like how scalable path is a little bit unique in the world of, you know, whether it's staffing or again, just mm-hmm. trying to recruit or retain, you know, trying to attract tech talent.
1: Yeah. Well, one way you can think about it is when the First freelance economy started rising or rising, it was upwork. And originally it was Ode- Odesk and freelance, yeah. and they made yeah, they, yeah. they became upwork and they're still around. And um, but I think this space that Scalable Path is in, and we're certainly not the only company in the space. Um, I would call it the more premium vetted, you know, remote software development. Marketplace is almost like a reaction to the experience that people had on Upwork. You know, if you, you go on there, you know, again, you might be a, a non technical founder or, or you know entrepreneur, and you first have to define what you need really well, um, and that that can be not super easy. But let's say you even do you 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 understand what you need to do technically, you can communicate it clearly to that market of software developers. And then you get applicants. You get applications uh, from people who are interested all over the world. And they could be $15 an hour and they could be $150 an hour. And you're you've got all these people and it's hard to know okay, who should I trust? Who really knows what they're doing. So yes, if you can navigate that space you and and you have the time and the the tools and the knowledge to navigate that space it can work Um, but you know there's it can be very frustrating as well and so if people are looking for a better experience than that they can come to a company like scalable path who can talk with you up front and help you define really think about what your needs are and maybe how you should approach it and maybe we might even give you some advice like maybe you should be thinking of it this way maybe you should build it this way maybe you should be looking for this type of person and that's super useful to get that that input up front rather than to waste time maybe hiring the person you thought you need uh, or to do the thing you thought you wanted to do but we can help define that process up front and then you know you as the client can go back to kind of building the other parts of your business and we come back within roughly a week usually it can be a couple days two three days but it's typically more like five business days you start seeing candidates pop out of our vetting process and you can just count on that these people have been put through the ringer they've done we vetted them we've had two interviews with them you know a 30-minute screening interview and an hour-long live coding exercise you know using the primary technologies in in your uh, software project that we record and share with you. Um, and so you know that they're gonna meet a minimum bar. They have the skills, yeah, you can you can then interview them and make sure you get along with them, make make maybe ask them some more deeper questions about challenges uh, that you're facing as a as a company, but it's a lot less work on your time, and again, you have a a lot a uh, higher rate of success if you if you work with a, a more premium company like us.
0: Yeah. I um, just see someone's listening to our conversation right now, and they say, okay, well, listen, I, I know I got to get some stuff built, all right? It, it, maybe they've got an app or something like that. And uh, maybe they were told, well, you need to have local developers in the office and because you need that camaraderie, you need that, you know, that that physical proximity. Mm-hmm. Um, is that and are there cases where yeah, you probably do need to recruit someone that's going to come and live in your town and you know, show up at the office? Or um, in which cases might that be appropriate versus I think which we're seeing kind of the default more often than not is you know, just building a virtual tech team.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know. My experience is that the we all know that after COVID that remote really took off, you know, across the board. And now we're seeing some sort of um I guess the word is it, you know, pushback from certain industries, certain larger companies, maybe in more traditional industries. Um or maybe different parts of the economy, maybe the lesser skilled workforce are you know, are being maybe forced back into the office um, or back into the workplace. But at least in Silicon Valley, at least in the startup space, remote is the default. It is um, and for these knowledge workers, like these software developers, they're still, I believe, um, you know, highly in demand and they value working remote. They, they've gotten a taste of it and it's a big perk. And so a lot of the best talent wants it. And if you don't offer it, they may go somewhere else, you know, to someone else that wants they want to be with their family or they want to work where it went, fit, fit their work around their schedule. Um, so there's a, at least in software developers, that that's kind of the norm. and And I think, with all the tools out there, you can definitely succeed um, as a company. You know, do you have to maybe worry about time zone um so you can collaborate. But in person collaboration, I mean, I've built my company one hundred percent remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it. we We have a design team. Even the most creative work we've we've managed to do collaboratively you know over zoom and using other project management tools i mean if you are doing really I, the, the the case that i hear about sometimes you know my some of my family members are in you know commercial real estate and you know they kind of talk to the tech companies and you know who want to have um that sort of special in person communication at some points and the the, the teams i think that that i hear um they want really doing that are like you know cutting edge design teams at Mm. companies like apple or maybe if you're like the cast of snl and you're you're brainstorming (laughs) about the next skit and you need you really need that in-person vibe you know to to kind of play off each other maybe that works better in person but and and i do think there is a place for um you know, meeting in person, occasionally um, to build camaraderie, but um, there's just so many pros to remote working. You know, it saves companies money on on rent. It saves yeah. people money on commuting. It helps the environment front through less pollution. There's just so many pros that I don't think it's going anywhere, especially in the software industry.
0: Yeah. Uh, Damon, where are we right now? Obviously, we're recording this. It's beginning of January. um, But where are we in terms of like supply and demand? Because I know for a while there, about a year ago, especially, it was really challenging to uh, get tech help. And I think that that's balanced out a little bit now. But where would you say we are in supply and demand?
1: I'm honestly getting a sense of it right now um you, you know personally like uh, i am getting we've just sort of as we're recording this it's you know january 3rd um kind of everybody's coming back from the holidays it's generally a a busy time when people are like let's kick off a project so i'm just starting to get my pulse on it but i can corroborate what you said that this time last year was like i've ne- i had never seen a higher demand for software developers. And I, and, and therefore like rates really like bumped up, you know, we specialize, you know, we can place developers from anywhere around the world, but one of our strengths is Latin America. And I, I, you know, with COVID like companies were kind of willing to, they're like, Oh, I, I, I'm, I could hire the guy in the next town, but wait, why couldn't I just hire someone in the next country, you know, and they're in my time zone. So people started doing that, that had its, you know, even people in latin america were getting hard to you know pin down and and they're asking for more money and 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 then um what i did see was you know with all the tech layoffs here in silicon valley and like the general economic uncertainty people were kind of on pause like clients were like not hiring um more people and then now as we're getting into like people starting to look at the new year i'm seeing hey people people are still hiring people still have projects they need to do and i have noticed a little bit of an adjustment in the rates like people that are kind of more where i felt like they should have been last year they were getting a little bit like wow this was a big increase and now i think those have come back down to earth the, the, the rates a little bit but as far as and so, and then, and I've, I, I need some, I don't have real data to back this up, but I've anecdotally heard that, you know, even though there's been a lot of layoffs, it like the time that it's taken these, these people that have been laid off that are software developers to, to find new jobs is like two or three weeks. it's, it's not like there's a glut of unemployed people yeah. that, you know, I think there's still a lot of demand in software, so.
0: When somebody goes to scalablepath.com, what is the process for hiring?
1: Well, the main way is click a big orange button that says hire now. And it doesn't mean you really have to hire now, but it's just starts you through a questionnaire where you get asked, you know, like, what kind of person are you looking to hire? Is it a developer? What kind of skills are you looking for? And we just try to get a quick sense of what your needs are and then i will personally reach out after i get uh that questionnaire and then we'll have a talk about about your needs and we'll work on a job description together and once that job description is finalized takes about i don't know 15 20 minutes together um we will you know push the you know stopwatch and that's when that sort of like maybe five days it takes to start seeing candidates for your for your position. Awesome. Scalablepath.com. Damien
0: Filatro, your founder and CEO. Thank you so much for this conversation. And uh, thank you for all the insights that you've shared today. Thank you, Josh.